everyone and welcome back to the MPPA Alumni Series. I'm your host, Rhoda Siraj, and in today's episode, we'll be speaking to a fantastic individual. His name is Darius Sukram, and he graduated from the MPPA program back in 2012. Darius speaks to us about his unique career development and shares valuable advice for future students. So thank you so much, Darius, for being a part of this episode. I'm so excited to learn about your experiences and what you're up to. Definitely different than the traditional OPS route. I see, based off your LinkedIn, you're a people-first leader, an entrepreneur, and you focus on stakeholder and government relations. But before we get into that, let's talk a bit about your background in terms of your undergrad and what led you to the MPPA program. Well, first of all, I'm happy to be here. Um, it's an interesting time where COVID is happening. Um, with that being said, as we begin, I, prob- I, I would like to acknowledge um, the indigenous lands that we're all on in our respective areas um, and also the important uh, social justice issues that are um, occurring right now, like Black Lives Matter. So just want to pay respect to that, acknowledge that uh, there's a lot to, of work to do in North America and in Canada as well. Um, but I'm so happy to be here in this moment to share what knowledge I have with you and our virtual audience. So, um, yeah, so um, I did my undergrad in politics and governance uh, or political science um, at Ryerson University. And I loved it so much that I stayed and did my master's there. Um, I considered going, sorry, I considered going a few different places, but um, Ryerson made it very compelling for me to stay and I had a great relationship or great relationships with our professors and university staff and things like that so I, I stayed and it was probably the best decision, decision that I ever made. Right, so right off the bat, after you finish undergrad you go to graduate school and what year did you graduate from the MPPA program? I graduated from the master's program in 2012. 2012 and you were a full-time student? I was full-time. Okay. Yes. So, I I know you really love Ryerson, but you must have looked yeah. at other programs. So, why this program? Um, I mean, there were, there's a lot of other competitive programs um, that are offered. But um, at that time, Ryerson also, if you did a full-time program, you could do it within a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, if you look at where you're considering going or if you think about a little bit further as far as um, experiences and co-ops, if you're interested in, let's say, um, the topics that are associated with the provincial governments like um, health or education um, or things that are more, I guess, closer in touch with, with folks, with people on the ground, then you look at that um, Ryerson being in Toronto, downtown Toronto, offering that public policy perspective is a little interesting. Um, There are a few schools, obviously, in Ottawa, and if you're looking more federally, that's something that might appeal to you as well. Um, I looked at all these things, um, and scholarships included, um, and I decided that Ryerson would be the best fit for me based on, uh, you know, the diversity in the organization, based on the faculty and my interests um, from a public policy perspective and administration perspective, and ultimately I ended up staying at a place that I can call home. Right. That, that's amazing. And what were some yeah. of the favorite courses that you've taken? So, um, I liked, uh, there's a bunch, and I'm not, I'm not even, this is not even a boost or anything like that. There was a lot of interesting courses that I took. I took some in diversity and public service. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm very passionate about, inclusion, being a person of color, 
I'm having a Trinidadian background. I've always uh, thought about how I fit in society or don't fit in and how you can make a way for others. So understanding that from a theoretical framework and then being able to apply like critical race lens or you know, uh, systemic issues um, and tying those things together. Um, I took Indigenous Law and Policy with Tom Palmer and, and that was, uh, I think I had studied, you know, different um, understandings of uh, indigeneity and uh, Aboriginal culture, but I, it took it to another level, level when you start looking, looking at policy and how, you know, the history of the Indian Act and how that played in. Um, and the last one that I was, I know you asked for one, but the last one I would say was, um, Policy analysis and challenges. With Janet? With Janet Love, because <laughs> like you know why it's good and I know why it's so good. intense, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, you get to explore different topics right. uh, with people and have different opinions. I've gone back a few times with her um, to talk to the class about you know challenges or or mm-hmm. um, perspectives from my from my view, but also which is no one's talking about. You get fed in that class. You get, okay, yes. <laughs> you get food you get tea you get biscuits you get you get um you get noodles so i don't know if anyone has has talked about this on your previous um i don't think so. they but always it? mention the course but no one mentions the food <laughs> look it's it's almost bribery like like janet kind of knew that this conversation was going to come up at some point in time and i would be able to look back fondly and say she fed me like that's bribery like but you know that's the beauty of, of politics right there and, and public policy not in bribery not in bribery but in establishing good meaningful relationships with people and um janet and john and carolyn and duncan and neil and tuna and grace they're all like really caring people that are good at fostering relationships and they will help you as much as you seek them out so the reason why I had so many courses that I enjoyed was because I learned a lot from them and it's taken me to many different places um, and also I you know just valued the relationships that I'm able to have with people that are so learned and willing to share you know so right definitely yeah. and did you take part in any co-op placements I did um, I went to in the Ontario public service sector um, I was with the Ministry of Training, Colleges and Universities at the time in the Strategic Initiatives and Policy Branch. Okay. Um, and normally in government, as you may or not may or not know, they use acronyms. So it was like in the OPS, MTCU with the SPIB, you know, so like <laughs> that's how um, it's referred to. But yeah, I had a great experience there. Um, learning a lot um, from, I had a few mentors there that took me under the wings, allowed me to work with them. A little more about what happened after co-op, right? So all okay. the events or your timeline leading up to where you are now, and I want to really get into what you're doing now, because obviously it's a lot different than a lot of other guests I've spoken to, and I, I really want to emphasize that it's not just the OPS, it's not always just government, you can go your own path, create something new. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so, um, and thanks for that clarity. Um, I went to, after I graduated, I went to Nipissing University um, in Brantford um, to manage a campus there. They were working in partner with uh, Wilfrid Laurier University and it was a great experience, especially um, 
you know, me coming out of graduate school for, for that type of senior role. Um, and then I went to Ryerson University uh, to work with um, Aaron McGinn and then Jennifer Grass, who is now the VP of government relations there. Um, and then I went to the government of Canada where I got to work with one of my uh, mentors, uh, Mary Ng, who um, eventually became the Minister of Small Business and Export Promotion, um, and still the Minister, the Honorable Mary Ng, I should say. Um, and then from there, I went to uh, the Economic Club of Canada to work as well. Um, and then now I'm at uh, IntelliKey Consulting um, as well. So uh, a lot can happen in a, in a few years, but all those experiences have have helped me uh, get to the place where I am now. Right, and talk to us about your current position. What are you doing? What for those of us that don't know too much about it? And what are yeah. some projects or tasks you're currently working on? Sure. So I'm working in uh, at Intelliki as the president of the organization. Um, there a lot of the three main focuses I would say are government relations, uh, diversity and inclusion, and social media marketing. So. Um, when we're talking about, let's say, I mean, social media is very explanatory, but some organizations, as part of their image and, and, and building, they want to present certain ideas. And, and through strategic planning and, and processes, we can determine, you know, what is the best way forward? How can you build an image that's reflective of uh, where you are now and where you'd like to go? Um, and then the other part in there is diversity and inclusion, uh, which is about, and a lot of people are talking about this now, so it's not just about, you know, it's not an HR process. It's about establishing inclusive spaces, places, and understanding equity and how that plays into some of the advantages that some of us have and the disadvantages um, that, may, that may be given to others and how you can work uh, in a specific way or in a harmonious way to build synergy, synergy and to enhance profits within your organization as well. Wow. And then government, uh, government relations is the other aspect, which is about um, understanding what the government needs and being able to tie what you're doing into what the government is doing as well, but also being able to um, share that with the public and to make sure that you're on um, a track to move forward in, in whatever way that you choose. So um, all of this is under the hub of like, you know, strategic planning and having those types of conversations um, about where you want to go, where you see Canada going and, and those types of things. And would you say the MPPA program did a good job in fostering or maybe enhancing the skills that you need for this line of work? Yeah, I mean, if you look back to something as simple as a, as a briefing note, it's about research, um, it's about understanding um, your, your clients or understanding what's happening in society and then being able to formulate let's say, uh, policy outcomes or ideas through that you know, policy cycle, um, and then being able to action them out. So how do you do that? And if something doesn't work, you go back and, and you re revisit it. So right. you know, all of the, the courses that I mentioned previously and, and the relationships that you have with people, and sometimes to this day, I still reach out to the profs at Ryerson. If I have something that I want to propose or I, I um, have an idea that I'm not sure about, or how can I do something better? I reach out to uh, to them to get their expert opinion, and then formulate from there. So, the program um, has not only formed from a from a theoretical standpoint, but also from a practical standpoint, and then also from a relationship standpoint. If you look across the board, all of my peers 
who graduated in, in 2012 and even those who I've had, you know, mentorship relationships with um, or learned from as well, um, they are all doing like great things. They're all in government places or they're in, um, they're in private spaces, um, different spaces where they're taking what they've learned and, and applying it. So it's a great network of people to also uh, rely on. Right, right. And uh, I know you mentioned in the beginning, it's COVID, everything is messed up. We're trying to make sense of <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does your typical day of work now, or and maybe before, if it hasn't changed, look like? I mean, so in all of these different organizations, it's been different. So um, with Nipissing, it was a lot of relationship building with with um, one specific group, but then also community. Um, at Ryerson, you kind of know what that is. You're, you have a lot of different government relationships that you rely on. Specifically, I was working municipal government. Um, government of Canada is... is is another um, ball game, and at the economic club was a lot of presenting with IntelliKey. And now that it's also uh, COVID, there's a lot of emails, there's a lot of um, FaceTime or Zoom calls, um, which can be quite fatiguing at times. Um, but um, you just kind of go through the processes. I had I, in the past, I want to say two months, I've had three in-person meetings. Really? And it's like, yes, I have. And it's like you're starting over again. Yeah. To be like, Hi, my name's Darius. And, you know, like that sort of thing to, to get to know people. But um, my day involves a lot of um, emails, a lot of uh, personal time to be planning and to think, you know, um, predict what's happening. You look at the government's uh, elections, you look at um, what the government policies are on the municipal, uh, provincial, and federal level. And then you try to understand those and have your clients meet those. And also have your clients understand what the government is trying to do as well. Um, because if they don't understand that, then they may propose something like, you know, we should increase traveling right now. Well, that's not going to work if you don't do it in a safe and secure manner. And how can you time that appropriately? So a lot of it is, I think, you know, I should also mention, like, uh, you know, stops at the fridge. Like, that's a, it's a part of a thing now where you're in this COVID experience and it's like, oh, I want a little snack right now. <laughs> Probably many snacks, but you know that's that's part of it. But ultimately, it comes down to understanding needs and understanding where you want to go um, with your with your policy or diversity work or, or whatnot, strategic planning. Right. Yeah. Right. And going back to the program a bit, um, is there something you wish you knew before coming into the program? Something you would have done differently that future students can take as part of expert advice from you? <laughs> well, um, I would do everything the same actually really? i would but that what that means is that um i'm a very you know outgoing person in a lot of ways so um when i went into the program i was nervous i was scared that you know the work might be uh it could be potentially too hard or too tough for me um but those challenges that you get are are good and they help you grow you know so um i would reach out to as many people as possible. Like, if you don't understand something, ask. I would reach out to as many people as possible, your professors included, your networks. I would go to all the, I mean, you know, networking right now is a little bit different. But, but still, it's as important, I would say. It's just as important. So now you think of it like, okay, well, what does networking look like? You as a, as a student can actually go on LinkedIn, search somebody up and say, hey, I would like to be where you are one day. 
how did you get there? I know that there's a list of things that you've done, but can you teach me? Can you show me something? Can I do some work for you? So when I was when I went to um, the Ministry of Training Colleges and Universities, um, I had people around me that were very senior. Some people that were working there for 18 years, you know, and as I went in, I went in every morning, I said good morning to everyone, and when I left, sometimes I left early, sometimes I left late, I said goodbye to everybody. That was part of my experience in building relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And through that, that course of time and building those relationships, some of the senior policy advisors trusted me with their work. And so I would be able to take a stab at their work, they would then take it, look at it, and say, well, you did a really great job, or here's where I would make improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, helped me form relationships, but also help me um, work on my skills better. So I think, you know, it's about still uh, getting, putting your name out there, getting in touch with people um, and trying to learn as much as you can. Um, And you can do that through relationships with your professors and friends, your peers. You can learn a lot from your peers too. In the program, there's some people that, there's people that have all different backgrounds. You know, um, I met people in journalism, I met people in marketing. and you can make those connections and rely on people when you need help. So uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so that, that's amazing. And I've, you already touched on the fact that professors were genuinely interested and they're kind of like looking out for you, I would say. Um, yeah. What is a favorite memory you have from the program? Apart from the coursework, apart from the food offered to you, <laughs> something that you look back and think, wow, like this was such a fun time. I mean, some of the projects that we did were, were fun, but um, we, had, we had a lot of these networking sessions with the program. Um, and I had a lot of fun just going, like having a glass of wine, or if you don't drink wine, a ginger ale or whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be, um, and just meeting with people and engaging with them. Mm-hmm. And I found like our our group, um, there are people that I still keep in touch with today. Like the program size is, is it's definitely hard to get into, but it's a small net group. You can actually have like you know good friendships with people and and pick their brains and things like that. So I I I think like the networking events were a lot of fun. Right. Um, you know, having the food. I think anything that brings with food, obviously clear there's a clear tie between my success and food and my happiness and food. So the program based off of this entire conversation, I think anything to do with food and networking where you where you can be social, like those are the two things you'd be happy with. <laughs> those two things go hand in hand. And mind you, as a pro tip, if you're ever going to a networking event that has food, always eat your food before you go. Because you don't want to be that dude stuffing your face. So it's kind of ironic me saying this, but you don't want to be that person stuffing your face and and missing out on so many of the good conversations that you can have, right? So that's some advice I've never heard before, but definitely something. Eat before you go, and and only give out your business card to people that you have meaningful conversations with, and that means having meaningful conversations with. You know, like hi, how's your day? How's it going? Blah blah blah. Like. That's neither here nor there. What are you passionate about? What do you enjoy doing? What made you put your foot in this door? Or what made you, what would you do differently, you know? So, um, like, those kind of things are always important. So, yeah. And my final question would be, would your workplace be interested in hiring co-op students, especially from Ryerson in the future, or do they do do that already? Yeah, no, I think um, it's something that we would be interested in. Um, Obviously, it's a unique time where... um, (laughs) people's jobs and times are, are different, but 
in the future, I'm always happy to be connected. Uh, that has anything to do with Ryerson, specifically the you know the politics and governance program or the the master's program of public policy and administration. So Great. hit me up. You know where to find me. Um, virtual audience, find me on on LinkedIn or social <laughs> media or something. Yeah. If you don't, you're not doing your networking job. So there you go. <laughs> That's a good test. Test out your network. <laughs> 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 yeah, and please don't, you. <laughs> yeah and please don't just add a connection without having any conversation a lot of people do that they'll add me and if you don't say like hey i'm from xyz i won't add you back right i'm not that type of person i know a lot of people uh do things that way but i'd rather you know have a good before understanding where people are coming from so yeah. Right. So Darius, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure future students can definitely benefit from the advice you've given and uh, look forward to the food that you mentioned. So thank you so much. Yeah. For that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me and for, you know, providing a space for me to share and reflect on my experiences um, with you and others and um, keep up the great work. Uh, this has been an awesome fun time for me to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, everyone, I'd like to end the episode here. I hope that this discussion shed light on different career paths you can take apart from the OPS. Stay tuned until next time.